0: all tyler here i just wanted to apologize again for getting this episode out so ungodly late i'm not going to go into the details but i had you know a little bit of a crazy month in terms of mental and physical health but i'm doing okay now for what it's worth on the plus side you guys are going to be getting not only three episodes in december i promise this time <laughs> but you're also going to be getting two patreon exclusive sodes in december so be on the lookout for those and now on with the show
1: kids, welcome back to Clint's Hints. I'm a kid just like you. Ignore the shit. Wait, wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gatchley Kit Quinn.
0: Alright, I'm Tyler Green Puppy, and I am very disappointed to see that none of you are wearing silly hats like we originally promised.
2: Hey, I have a silly Aww. hat on. <laughs>
0: Yay, Liz got <laughs> it.
2: Yes. Well, the joke I wanted to do my name on ended up being a spoiler, so I guess I'm just Randy for now. No, i can spoil
0: it, it's fine.
2: <laughs> no, I will that's the joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Randy's got a silly hat. Are you sure it's
1: not Charles Randy Ray? No, that that that's what the spoiler
2: was. Nope. No. <laughs> Darn it. Damn it. Damn it. I had to dip my joke and you ended up spoiling it anyway. You know I'm what? Sorry. No, that's it. I quit the podcast. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> oh wow. <I'll> be- <laughs> Kit, what have you done? I I ruined everything! Aww. Come on, what happened to professionalism here, you know? Oh, <laughs> we love you, Randy. I love you, Kit's too.
0: Kit's not a stupid bitch, I she's do. a cool bitch.
2: Just kidding. I'm not that much of a diva. I'm a diva, yes, but I'm not that bad. Oh.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's bring in our guest today. You know her as a Blue's Clues expert. And you know her from the Twitter feed at Wild Reviewer. Please welcome Liz.
3: Hello, Yay! everybody. Yay. Yeah. So
0: good to have you here.
1: So, uh-huh. Hell yeah. It's great to have you. But Are you ready for the big KRT musical? Oh, yes. Yeah,
0: uh, we're going to pull this whole thing out of our ass. So just bear is with this is us, guys.
2: A musical? I haven't rehearsed. Oh, no. <laughs> I brought my silly hat. Yay. God, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. How many people does he need? How many boys? How many girls?
0: I can be anything I want to be except neurotypical.
2: Aww. I really need this job. I gotta need this job.
1: Oh my gosh, that's a great reference. It's a musical. It's a musical. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Yay. All right, so we're talking about a Blues Clues special from 2000, more specifically, Blues Big Musical. So, what is everyone's relationship with Blue's Clues, starting with Liz?
3: Oh, well, I'm, like, the biggest Blue's Clues fan. Rightfully so. I was Hell four yeah. years old when the show came out, which was the perfect age yes. to see the show. I still love it to this day. I've actually watched some of the new show.
0: I was watching some of the newer show recently. It's actually really good how they it's adapted adorable. it to the modern day and everything.
3: I stand, Josh. He is yes. very adorable.
0: Josh, Josh is fucking yes. great. Actually, you know what? Real quick- I need to correct something that I was very wrong about last year. In the Wiggles episode, I decided to be very edgy and say that Joe from Blue's Clues wasn't shit. I was so wrong about that. Joe did nothing wrong. I am very sorry. Justice for Joe.
1: I was about to discourse so hard and say, Joe was fine. And I'm so glad we're all on the same page.
2: We love character development. Exactly.
0: Like, the only reason I hated Joe was just because it was cool to do so.
2: (laughs) I think that when I was a kid,
1: that's kind of where I stopped watching when Joe came on. So that's kind of why for a while I was kind of like, meh. But honestly, I think he's a good host for what he's worth. I mean,
0: it doesn't help that the show started to fall off, like, a couple years after he joined the show. But that wasn't really his fault. Of
2: course. No, it wasn't. Hating on Joe from Blue's Clues, or as I like to call it, unresolved childhood abandonment issues. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Until that video that made all of us cry. Oh, oh, God. Oh. Yeah,
0: that made me cry. And the fucking first episode of Blue's Clues and You with the Steven Joe cameo. Oh, I remembered oh, yeah. when that specifically came out and I was like, oh my God, he's back. Holy shit.
1: I was a mess when I saw that. I was like, he's back. He never forgot us. Oh, God.
3: I lived through... The whole Steve is dead debacle thing.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) I I don't think I ever
0: knew about that until I was much older.
1: I actually thought Steve actually went to college for real in real life.
0: Oh, God.
2: Uh, Quiz. Are you really a Y2K kid if you weren't traumatized by the older kids at school telling you that Steve died?
3: (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, Josh is adorable and should be protected at all costs. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for the new movie that's coming out, which, yeah, we are doing this episode to tie in with that. Fuck yeah! And hey, maybe you'll see something on the Patreon regarding that very movie. We'll see. Mm Winkity-doo.
2: Mm-hmm. doo
3: so with the uh, the new show, they've actually made Periwinkle canon Jewish. Oh, yes,
1: nice! that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yes, Love yeah. That. I remember they
3: had a Hanukkah special in the
1: original too. So it's nice for them to even to go even further. That's so cool.
2: That officially makes Blue's Clues the second Nickelodeon kids show to have Jewish holiday traditions in it.
3: Hell yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know there's a rainbow puppy now, too. That's
3: right. That's pretty fucking cool. I think the old show had Kwanzaa in it, too. Yeah, it did. I remember that episode.
2: Yeah, it was one of the holiday specials, I believe. Funny enough, it doesn't share that with, as far as I know, a lot of other Nickelodeon shows, but it shares that with a Disney show. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it does. All right, so as you can probably tell by my reactions here... This show had a fucking hold on me, guys.
1: Fuck yes.
0: This was one of my go-tos. I swear, watching this show had to be some sort of a rite of passage for our generation.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's
0: even better too, considering that this show came out. I think the week I was born, actually, it Aww.
3: came out.
0: Save September eighth, nineteen ninety six. So that was a couple days after I was born.
1: amazing
0: yeah i watched the show incessantly i had all the fucking notebooks i saw blues clues live which i remember that being a fucking trip
3: i wanted to see that so bad but i never got the chance to
0: god it's really a shame that all these live shows are technically lost media because i would love to relive like all that fucking stuff that i saw as a kid
3: I think the new one has a live show. Apparently
1: it came to Sacramento and I was like, why did I have to go see Dora instead of that? Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, when
0: did you go see Dora?
1: It was like 2002, 2003. I was a bit too old to be going to it, but my parents were like, we got tickets and you're coming. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's another thing, too. I remember Nickelodeon was doing this thing at Dave and Buster's where you could meet Blue's Clues characters. And one of the characters you could meet was Blue and Steve. And this was during the Joe era, funny enough. I remember my aunt taking me to this. (laughs) I tried looking for the picture of this, uh, but I couldn't find it. I'll have to do some deeper digging, but... There's a picture of me on that day with Blue and Steve and like, Aww. the, the luck on my face is just, God.
1: You were like, that's where Steve went.
0: <laughs> One more thing with the whole Steve going to college thing. My mom knew that I was so fucking bummed from that, that she decided to write a letter to me as Steve from college.
3: Aww. That's so <laughs> sweet.
0: That is adorable. God, yeah, that was like so sweet. I forgot what it said, but like. God, just that fucking episode had such a hold on all of us with how heartbreaking it was.
2: Absolutely. See, this is why this is why millennials and Gen Z all have abandonment issues.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Steve.
1: Yeah, Yeah, damn it, Steve. He made
0: up for it though. (laughs) He did, he did.
1: I always saw Steve like the big brother I always wanted. I was like, so I was devastated.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel it.
3: Did you guys see the special that talked about? Why he actually left, because he was balding? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh,
2: really? I thought it was because he wanted to focus on his music. No, that it was a too. little bit of both.
3: What's funny
0: is that whenever he's on a new Blue's Clues, you always see him wearing some sort of hat, as yeah. if the show is kind of afraid to acknowledge that male pattern baldness does exist
2: (laughs) yeah like show people aging (laughs) i would not have cared i would have been like hey his hair kind of looks like my dad's Mm -hmm. i would have thought it was funny
3: (laughs) plus he could have said he shaved it
2: yeah (laughs) because for some reason as a kid even though my dad would pretend to hate them Dad is bald jokes were highly encouraged in my household. Oh my god, people are
1: traumatized by bald people because of Jeff Bezos. Changed my mind. And
2: Spongebob. (laughs) Shave me down, make me round.
0: Just for the record, we don't have anything against bald people. It's perfectly normal to be bald. We don't body shame on this podcast.
2: Uh, Yeah, Our childhood was just very weird about bald people, that's all.
1: Yeah, for some (laughs) reason. Okay, so I was a huge fan of this show probably for even longer than i was proud as a kid
2: yeah no we're millennials it's cool for millennials to be really into kids stuff exactly is. so
0: this i mean looks- we've established on this podcast that we've been watching these shows well past our well past the age group absolutely because so- they're
2: good well
0: so- yeah they are exactly Sorry.
2: it's the same reason we still eat shit like fruity pebbles and cocoa puffs it's good <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly
0: And it's what we're used to.
1: So this, Arthur, and Hey Arnold were some of the first shows I ever watched. And this and Hey Arnold were actually the first shows I ever watched on Nickelodeon. So that was a lot of fun. Next to SpongeBob, it was the show that I owned the most VHS tapes of And like, I would memorize those tapes, I would watch them over and over, I would get fixated on various themes in them, I would learn how to investigate because of them. I had a blue play set. Surprisingly, though, before today, I hadn't seen
3: this movie until now. So that was fun. I had the big VHS. And then later on, I got the DVD. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, this was the Blue's Clues tape that I watched the most.
3: Yeah, Watching
0: this again after so many years dormant has unlocked so many memories. Oh my god.
1: It's so wholesome and nostalgic. I love it.
2: So as far as Blue's Clues itself, considering Blue's Clues came out exactly a year and a few days after I was born, um, it stuck with me. One of my first ever sentient memories, like, you you know that moment as a toddler when you're like two or three years old where you first gain sentience?
1: Yes, you're basically drugged into the world of Blue's Clues. Yes. It's you like, blue skidoo into life.
2: There's just that <laughs> one random moment you have as a toddler where suddenly you're sentient, you're aware, you're creating memories. Well, the first thing that happened to me with that was a dream I had, actually, where I was still at crib age. Aww. Um, Steve Burns was hanging out in my crib with me, somehow, like, <laughs> and there was just a TV, and there we were just hanging out watching Blue's Clues. That's what I thought would happen
1: <laughs> after watching the Blue's birthday tape. I remember that I'd think, I can get Steve to come out here I might yell loud
2: enough.
0: What makes these fucking kids so special? How come he can't visit me?
2: (laughs) I know that one story. (laughs) What I'm saying is that Blue's Clues is probably the most special piece of kids media to me because it is legitimately my first sentient memory as an existent human being on this planet. We love that. Thanks, Steve. Why the fuck did you have to fuck me up and go to college like that? Damn it! Me. I'm mentally ill now.
1: I've actually always wondered since the whole thing takes place in a book. Whenever the paw print is placed on it, is it supposed to be paper or glass?
2: Never really thought about did. that before.
3: Yay. A wizard did it.
2: Yay! <laughs> but also a uh, shout out to Cordery and Goodnight Moon. Fucking classics, Hell as far yeah. as kids' books go.
1: The Communist Manifesto somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, discovering this movie for the first time, there were so many little details I hadn't noticed. And before seeing this movie, I didn't know what exactly to expect, and I had a really good time with it, as much as I would any special. I especially kind of love that it has kind of that transitional period feel, like where they're reaching
0: their peak of the show. Oh yeah, I I think so.
1: And also, this movie has some amazing guest stars. Oh Oh, yes. Oh god, yes.
0: And the music is... Way better than it has any right to be. Yes.
2: Yes, especially because of a spoiler cameo.
0: <laughs>
2: Side note, I'm was,
1: I'm so disappointed that the new one isn't going to be released to theaters because they were able to release the Paw
0: Patrol movie to theaters. A fucking Paw Patrol gets a movie in theaters? Come on.
2: Oh, not only that, not only that. Guess who's in the Paw Patrol movie? Guess who has a voice acting role in the Paw Patrol movie? kim kardashian oh god (laughs) they were so desperate for clout and a famous celebrity voice actor that they got fucking kim kardashian who's famous for reality tv (laughs) (laughs) why don't you get abby lee miller in there while you're at it oh god tyler
1: perry was also in it If I'm being honest,
2: I feel like Abby Lee Miller could be a hell of a voice actress. Hell yeah. And you know, this special should be
3: on Paramount Plus, but it is not. I know, I was confused. Amazingly it's
0: not. Yeah. All the other seasons are, but this isn't. Was wait, was Blues Room a separate show?
1: Yeah, it was. And that show I mean the puppets were cute.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You wanna know who was in it for a few episodes? Noel McNeil. (gasps) Yeah!
1: Okay, that justifies its existence.
0: Barely! But yeah, Blue's Room was the period where I realized the show was starting to fall off. Because it was that, and there was an episode that was comprised entirely of Blue and Joe doing some skidoo adventure thing and there weren't any fucking clues you know the entire point of the
2: goddamn show yeah and blue talking like that was around the time my siblings were both babies and i was really at this point i was really only watching kids shows because they were I, even I was like, uh, "This show is not as good as I remember it being." Now, yeah. Uh, Again,
0: Nacho's fault. He was do He was just doing his best, you exactly. know.
1: Plus, I was kind of
2: outgrowing the show too. So, seasonal rot—it right. can happen to any show, no matter how good it is. See The Simpsons and Fairly Odd Parents,
1: yeah. and SpongeBob
2: for a little bit. So, was Blue doing the
1: intro a little creepy pasta-like for anybody else?
0: No, I thought it was cute. I mean,
1: it was
3: adorable. It was just like, wait, where's Steve? So I'm assuming we opened the door and not blue.
1: <laughs> We're just breaking into the house now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, she just uses her
0: telekinesis.
1: Huzzah. <laughs> also, I want a Horace plushie so bad. Oh,
0: God, yeah. He's yes. so cute. Did they ever sell those?
1: I don't think so.
2: Maybe Etsy. Oh, God.
0: I know I had plenty of Blue's Clues merch. I had a fucking inflatable thinking chair. I had uh, all the notebooks and stuff.
2: I had a notebook with the crayon. And also I had this like robotic blue on wheels that like barked and like ran around. Yes. (laughs) Um, If I can figure out what it is, um, that's a KRT Toy Store post.
3: I had the board game. And I had a few computer games that were for, um Windows 95, Windows 98. <laughs> I had the mini house playset as well as a couple of blue plushies,
1: and they also sold little plushes of her paw prints.
2: To anyone else who had, um, who has memories of Shockwave 3D, anyone else remember that 3D Blue's Clues game they had on Nick.com? Oh yes, I remember that. Oh my- no, wait. Was it Shockwave or was it Groove? I don't know. Either way. Groove and Shockwave, like, 3D games, were the
1: shit. All the songs in this are jams, but when aren't they in this show? Today's the day! Today's Today's the day!
2: day.
3: Day.
1: And I love the orchestral spin they put on a lot of the usual songs. That adds a really nice layer.
0: I do have to say, Steve being asleep when everybody's waking up and just get into the house. It's such a fucking mood. Also, when he wakes up, he starts freaking out because he realizes, like, oh, no, I didn't set the stage up. We need to write songs. And I'm thinking, why are you doing this shit on the day of this big fucking show?
3: Yeah, why didn't you plan everything? Like, they didn't know what they were going to do during
2: the show. I'm like, what? Steve is about to go walk up to his mom and be like, Mom, we need to go to the store and buy poster board for a project that's due tomorrow. Also, it's 9 p.m. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so who is Steve's mom? We see his grandma on the show. Played by a golden girl, by the way.
2: Yeah, happens to be Rue McFucking-Clanahan. Blanche Devereaux herself, the queen whore. So this has probably been answered in the show before, but how do these household
0: objects eat? Not only that, if they can eat, how do
2: they shit? (laughs) 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 Okay, we're getting to, we're getting cars universe here. This is like asking how cat dog shits. It's really not something you want to think about ever.
0: (laughs) Well, too bad, Randy. I'm thinking about it anyway, because think about it. Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper are able to give us just that. Where the fuck does that shit come from? Does that mean if Mr.
1: Salt and Mrs. Pepper are used on food? Is it like that episode of Fairly Odd Parents where Cosmo got a headache from being used as a salt shaker? (laughs) Are you fucking
2: telling me that Mr. and Mrs. Salt and Pepper were Cosmo and Wanda this whole time? Yes, yes, they were. (laughs) Why is Cosmo French now?
0: Also, was anybody else a little bit off-put at the fact that we're in Steve's bedroom Doing this music number while he's getting changed. <laughs> like, I know we're close with the guy, but we're not that close, are we?
1: Steve, you can go into the bathroom. No one will judge you.
0: <laughs> as always, though, his drip game is 100%. Oh, remember
3: the episode where he had an opposite? <laughs> oh, God. Lion. Oh, God, yeah. cursed image. Oh, didn't you say
0: that there was an episode with Tickety that scared you as a kid? Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> It was, the, it was one of the first episodes. Uh, what it was, was they're telling time and bl- Steve goes up to Tickety and scares her and her facial features pop off. But her <laughs> facial features are basically her fucking arms and her <laughs> clock parts. And it's just, it just disturbed me as a kid.
3: It's unsettling as hell. <laughs> Creepy pasta. Also, Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper can have children. Ah! Multiple children.
2: She has a salt tussie. No,
3: the <laughs> to your
1: room. Also, when Mailbox said that he was going to sing about being a comedian, I was like, I'm going to sing about Elon Musk making my parody of him illegal.
0: Yeah, so what was up with that scene towards the end where Mailbox was making those really homophobic jokes about Pale and Shovel?
1: Damaged Mailbox, you, you really
2: <laughs> fell off.
0: That's not even getting into the jokes about Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper, either.
2: Mr. Mailbox was great in Seinfeld, I'll admit it, but... There was no need for him to bring out, you know, that racial slur on stage. Oh god, Mailbox is
1: gonna get cancelled after
2: his controversial 9-11
1: jokes.
0: Wait, well that's just Tuesday for us. <laughs> Side note, I know it was 2006, but why the fuck did people forgive Kramer for that?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Even if he said he was sorry and he never did it again... He still fucking said it on stage. He still thought it was a good idea to say it on stage.
1: yeah, yeah. Also, speaking of all the logic of this universe, how does a clock be able to get sick and get a sore throat? Do th- clocks have throats?
2: Uh, COVID!
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they make a point to say that she can still help out with the show, which... Ah, the days before COVID, when having a sore throat didn't mean instant paranoia between you and everyone around you.
2: Turns out Tickety was patient zero of COVID. <laughs> God!
0: <laughs> and since we're on the topic of nitpicking this show for two-year-olds, how does this house layout work? Because you have a square house, but the way... The house is actually set up inside is it has many rooms and it's set up like a fucking Hanna-Barbera background.
2: Okay, so Tyler, you know, you know those fake fish tanks where it's like you have like a coral reef background scrolling one way and then you have like a foreground of fish scrolling the other way. I think Blue's Clues is like if reality was that. Oh my
3: god, yes. It's the TARDIS. (laughs) Steve is a doctor. It's bigger
1: on the inside. Also, whenever Mr. Salt gets into weird shenanigans involving the kitchen supplies and this, I kept expecting him to say, Steve, I fill in the air fryer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I don't know what was happening back there, but whatever it sounded like it had to be like the condiment equivalent of World War Two. <laughs> because you hear just fucking like shit spilling like vinegar and whatnot, so Mr. Salt is just watching his friends die around him.
2: Mr. Salt fought in D-Day for our freedom. It's just a shadow It's just a shadow way! Also, how isn't the
1: telephone sentient? How is the bed not sentient?
2: Ah, it's too much! Let's face it, Steve's house is just a slightly less terrifying Pee-wee's playhouse. At least the floor isn't talking this time. Also, Periwinkle's a good boy.
0: He is, but he really needs to stop stalking these people. <laughs>
2: See, this is why I think we should have had Cindy Lauper voice in blue. Also, whenever
1: Mailbox is just flipping his flag around, I'm like, oh god, one day he's gonna go full Pearl and just start chopping people up.
0: (laughs) Oh, another thing too, because Side Table Drawer shows up, and one thing I noticed is that occasionally when she's on screen, her facial features disappear when she's not active. Yeah, that's strange. Also worth noting, in this, she's voiced by Alicia Allen, who at this point was also a regular on Out of the Box. Yes! God, that was a great fucking show. And yeah, that's another thing, too. She was in the Ice Cube movie, Are We There Yet?
3: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) We gotta talk about that piece of shit someday.
3: Oh, God, we we I never got to see it.
0: Yeah, you're not missing much.
1: Or Are We Done Yet? That terrible sequel. Oh, God, yeah, that that even worse.
2: <laughs> At first I thought you were talking about that one movie with Raven Simone, but then I remembered that that's Road Trip, that's a different movie. Maybe we should talk about that too.
1: Oh go Oh yeah, college yes. Road Trip. I think that had Martin Lawrence as her dad in it too.
2: Oh, that's a that's a very 90s name.
1: Also, I love that they add in an arc for Steve in this movie where he has to find a clue.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody gets some really, like, depressing arcs. Steve gets one, Side Table gets one, Periwinkle gets one.
1: Oh, I felt so bad for Side Table. I wanted to hug her.
0: Oh, God, because, yeah, she comes in singing, and Steve doesn't recognize her voice at all, because why not?
3: Sing! woo Sing, yeah! zoobity doobity dopity da
0: Where was that singing coming from?
1: And also, Mr. Salt keeps interrupting him while he's trying to help out everybody. I'm just like, Mr. Salt, sort out your own
2: shit.
0: Get your shit together. You have a wife who can help you with this shit.
2: You have a kid on the way. Man, this really is just cabaret for kids, isn't it? I think she
3: already had pr- paprika.
0: She was already a toddler at this point, I think. Which, by the way, how does condiment pregnancy work in this universe?
3: Uh, alright, we're
1: done
0: with the logic of this universe. <laughs> Are we, though? Are we, though?
2: The saltussy. <laughs> we gotta figure out how the saltussy works.
0: No, she had a pepussy.
1: I was half expecting side table drawer to just suddenly be like, well, fuck you, Steve, when he was like, you can hold our stuff.
0: God, I relate to everybody's crises in this, because side table drawer is social anxiety, which damn
1: also silly hats don't you mean MAGA hats it. Whackin- no uh, no
0: although when when the first clue happens it it kind of seems clear to me that the viewer is mocking steve right as he starts to have this existential crisis
2: no hate to steve but he's kind of acting like those people who go into like dimensions or the dms of artists and say shit like wow you're so good at art I'll never be as good as you. I should just quit doing art then.
0: (laughs) In all fairness, this special's doing a good job at setting us up for imposter syndrome.
2: Oh god, it does.
0: Yeah, he's doing a good job of just dropping his trauma on all of us.
2: Man, fuck you, Steve. Now I know where all my trauma and my mental illness comes from, you (laughs)
0: know?
1: Damn you, Steve, you captured the NeuroDivergent experience perfectly.
2: Come on, Steve, now I'm traumatized, thanks. I'm just kidding, I love you, Steve Burns. Aww.
1: Also, the viewer has a weird way of acting this special because they have more power than usual, but they're also like, yeah, we're just not gonna do anything to help out with the plot.
0: Yeah, this special has a very interesting view of the fourth wall because Steve is very well aware that we're looking at him through a screen. That singing just sang the paw print right off the screen. I I know we keep going back and forth on the logic, but is this secretly the Truman Show or the Blumen Show?
2: Oh my god, you're right. Jim Carrey is Steve Burns in a Blue's Clues reboot when?
0: That's just kidding. Oh god, it is. Also, amazingly, the notebook being a clue in and of itself didn't make the universe collapse.
3: Gas. (laughs) And did you hear the noise (laughs) that Blue made when she... Smack that notebook. I was like, Yes, yeah, she smacked his
1: ass. I was like, Blue, why are you doing that?
2: <laughs> Blue has
1: chosen violence. <laughs> Also, when everybody was yelling at Steve at once and saying, Steve, Steve, I was really expecting it to cut to him in close-up, just like, urge
0: to kill, rising. This show really did everything to prepare us for adulthood. They even got mental breakdowns down pat.
2: How many of y'all have seen Love and Mercy? I haven't. I have not, but I need to. Not to spoil, like, you know, a real person's life that already happened and is well-documented, but... There's one scene in Love and Mercy where suddenly Brian just, like, is really picking up on the sounds of, like, the silverware and glass, like, clanking and scratching on each other while everyone's eating dinner, and he just snaps. Oh, God, yes. Same. And it is a very chilling scene that perfectly captures sensory overload. Plus, that
1: man had to deal with Mike Love for years, so. Oh, God. Yeah,
2: Mike Love is an asshole. Fuck uh, we him. hate Mike Love, but anyway, um, I was fully expecting Steve to go full Paul Dano and start yelling at everyone to shut up. <laughs> or to go Arnold Schwarzenegger and go shut up
0: he's gonna go full christian bail because mailbox keeps fucking with the lights
1: steve is a better person than
2: i'd ever be because i would have probably just said fuck you all i quit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would have started um uh, shouting obscenities and saying very hurtful things to all of them
0: steve's got a silly hat
2: it's someone's scalp I'm kidding. Steve just goes full on Kubrick stare, full on Private Pile from Full Metal Jacket.
1: (laughs) No beer in all play. Make Steve something, something.
2: Don't mind if I do. (laughs) (laughs) Just put the sound. Give me the bat, blue. Give
1: Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Give me the (laughs) bat. (sighs) <sighs> also, I love the song Doing It Together.
2: together, we're it together. Two
1: we're together
0: yeah, on. Oh, God. As soon as that song came on, I just started singing to myself. Love me two times, baby.
1: (laughs) Also, Steve at one point says, like a guy needs his pants. Good night, everybody. Good for
0: him. (laughs) Huzzah.
1: Steve,
3: please put on your pants. (laughs) Green puppy is a trans icon. He's
2: a good boy. Oh, yeah, they are. Yes, he is. He always gave me such, like, uh, bulldog vibes as a kid, and I loved it.
3: I think that's what they designed him for. I think Green Puppy's a she as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay.
2: All I know is that every bulldog I'd ever met in my life was always very nice. So I really liked that
1: dog. Side note, if I had had a nickel for every time a kid's show existed in my life that had a main character with the color blue in their name that often people mistook for not being a girl at first, I'd have two nickels. And that's why we don't assign gender
3: roles, kids. Yeah, I always yelled at people. I was like, why
2: do you not understand? He says she all the time. She's a girl. But, but, but Blue is the color of a boy. And yet grown-ass adults are surprised that Blue's Clues is pro LGBTQ. Yep. Oh man, we forgot
1: to mention that beautiful music video they did last year. Oh. Yes. Oh yes.
3: That was so cool. If I had known about that, I would have donated a picture or something. Or I would have taken a picture of me in my blue glue shirt that I'm wearing right now with my blue stuffed pillow pet.
1: Aww! That was so cool. And, And it had Nina West who was in Weird the Al Yankovic Story.
0: Yay! Full circle. Did we mention the uh the, the arc with Periwinkle yet and he, him thinking this is a magic show?
1: Oh god, yeah. that was adorably hilarious.
0: He's his best boy. He's trying his he's trying his best,
2: and he's a good magician. Periwinkle's act was great. It's just too bad what happened with him and that white tiger backstage. Oh! Oh, no, but he's already a white oh. tiger, a white kitty. Wow, talk about white on white crime. Wah, <laughs> whackety schmackety do. <laughs>
0: I mean, I will say that this show does its job very well, because I was not expecting to feel so bad for a fucking table.
1: I know. Every character in this is just so
0: likable. Literally, everybody's trying their best here. But also, Steve just needs to fucking listen for once.
2: To be fair, um, uh, Blues Clues was targeting the uh, brave little toaster generation. True. At that point, we had already been, you know, kind of like brain melded into feeling bad for um, household appliances. We were traumatized by the auto scene. It's thanks to that and Blues Clues that we feel guilty when throwing out old furniture. And Toy Story. Don't forget Toy Story. What's up? Oh, yep, that too.
0: <laughs> Fuck Woody, by the way. All my homies hate Woody. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but he's kind of an asshole.
0: He literally traumatized a ten-year-old. He can rot.
2: (laughs) The
1: funny thing is, he's supposed to be the nicer version than he was in the original, so...
0: Well, I mean, people still find that morally justifiable, so...
2: On the plus side, that scene was pretty badass.
0: Meh. So we find the second clue, and I thought that the
1: kids were kind of like... Oh, uh, Steve, you're you could literally find it
0: anytime. I love that when they're initially calling out to him, he kinda goes like full serious. Is there something I should know?
2: <laughs> Jesus, Steve, you don't have to be a dick about it.
0: Okay, so do we want to talk about the special guest star?
2: Yes. Yes, Let's we do. Go.
0: Oh my god, what a get for this one.
2: So this episode has a uh pretty famous guest star, uh you might know him, he's this uh he's this musician from like, you know, the entire second half of the um twentieth century. You might know him as Ray Charles. <laughs>
3: yeah Never heard of him. He
2: Who's also in another
3: blues-related movie called The Blues Brothers. That's right. Yes!
2: I am a very jaded, flag burning leftist, but his cover of America the Beautiful will suddenly turn me into a full red-blooded American. <laughs>
0: I have nothing to riff on regarding this segment. It's just... Great from start to finish. I was
2: disappointed
1: they didn't sing Shake a Tail Feather, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, the Persuasions is the musical notes, too. That's right.
1: Yes, that was amazing.
0: They actually get the musical notation right. Like, Steve is stepping on the piano, and it's actually showing the right notes on the staff. And even though it was the last couple of years of his life, Ray
1: Charles sells it so well. He's just perfect for G. Cleft. God, he really is
2: he is until his dying day he was just about perfect i by the way have a you got the right one baby pepsi cup fuck we'll yeah diet pepsi cuz that's what that was <laughs> I love those commercials.
3: He's in kind of Diet Pepsi
1: with the cassette tape of him singing, You got the right one, baby! Also, Ray 2004 didn't reference this movie similar to how Rocket Man didn't reference the
0: Country Bears. Zero stars. What even is the point?
3: The interesting thing is, I didn't even know who Ray Charles was back then. Yeah, I
0: didn't either when this came out.
3: But yeah, me too. looking back, like it's amazing that they even got him to begin with.
1: I remember I recognized him from Sesame Street as a kid because he was on there singing the alphabet. A B C D E F G H I J K
2: L M N O P much like another guy we love on this show, uh, Little Richard, he also seemed to go by the same philosophy of just because it's for little kids doesn't mean I can't go hard as fuck like I normally do. Fuck yeah.
1: And G-Cleft is just one of the swaggiest characters ever. God, 100%.
2: He literally has a soul patch. The
1: animation during the, their song together was fucking gorgeous, man. God, oh. the
0: song has lived rent-free in my head. F- Actually, this whole segment has lived rent-free in my head for years because being a music major in college you know, I've had to do like a lot of music notation and for some reason this specific bit has always lingered in the back of my mind.
1: Hell yeah. I remember that I actually used to play piano so I remember a lot of this whole thing about musical theory and I especially
3: remember rest clap clap. And I was a percussionist so of course I had to learn about that stuff too. Oh
1: nice. Also so Steve is doing the basically the big scene where he's on the keyboard and i'm just like would it feel existential as hell being inside that music book
2: (laughs) you know maybe in a few years they'll have a movie where tom hanks plays steve burns if we're gonna have tom hanks play everyone that ever existed
1: yes he he did an amazing job as mr rogers
2: so far he's played one of the astronauts on apollo 13 he's played mr rogers walt disney captain phillips sully sullenberger Elvis's shithead manager. (laughs) Let's face it, there's a Tom Hanks movie in production about you. There's a Tom Hanks movie in production about me, your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma. There's a Tom Hanks movie about everybody ever.
3: Wasn't A League of Their Own based on a real... Thing. one day tom hanks will play
1: tom hanks huzzah so then we cut out of the music scene and then it cuts to slippery basically slipping over himself
0: yeah because he keeps like slipping around in this model boat that he's in get it
2: because it <laughs> <so laughs> is slippery
0: huzzah
2: even though yet somehow in the bathroom Full of the most slippery surfaces man has known, he's fine.
1: I hate to admit it, but if they showed a scene of him just falling and then cut to credits, I would have laughed so hard. Oh, God. <laughs> it would have been fucked up, but it would have been funny.
2: You know what? Have him slip and then have SpongeBob laughing in the corner while it says that he's next. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> To anyone who gets that, you're a real one.
0: So, am I the only one here who thought that Blue kind of made that third clue a little bit too difficult?
1: Yeah, it's like, come on, Blue.
0: Uh, He doesn't find the third clue until he trips over a cardboard drawer, and it's bunched with a bunch of other cardboard drawers, but... There was no way he was going to look in there.
3: Yeah, it's like... Can we talk about how Mailbox was being a jerk to Steve before?
1: Oh, (laughs) he gave him the stare of death in that moment, like, when he made
2: that joke, like... Mailbox really is going through his cancelled phase.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steve, did you hear about the guy who was taking too long to to find a... You, you shut the fuck
2: up. (laughs) Mailbox is a reply guy on Twitter. (laughs) Hey, Steve! Did you hear a one about the Annie's trending on Twitter? Mailbox,
0: I'm going to to joy you. <laughs> but also, with how difficult Blue made that last clue, you kind of wonder, does she get off on playing mind games like this? Like, just seeing how far she can go to break Steve psychologically?
1: Plus, it's probably going to make SideTable feel a little worse that it took a whole game for her to finally be able to say, yeah, you could be my partner.
0: Blue really didn't think this out, I gotta say.
2: Clue is so fucking passive aggressive with this shit. (laughs) All she had to
1: do was tag side table. That said, Steve finding the clue was basically Captain America grabbing grabbing molten ore for kids in two thousand.
0: It was.
2: You just have Thor in the background saying, "I knew it."
0: Also the way that Periwinkle helps Sidetable and she helps in him in return is so sweet.
1: That was adorable.
0: Yeah, because what it is is like Periwinkle's like, Hey, I want to show you all a magic trick. And the magic trick is that he finds side table drawer. That was so cute.
3: Yeah, that was a cute. Can we go back to the, where that song was? Because I wanna talk about that song about oh, the yeah, when go something ahead, yeah, goes go wrong. Oh yes. That that song that made me the most emotional because when I've been dealing with uh, things in my life, like recently, where I failed at an internship that uh, of oh. taking care of animals. And every now and then I'll, I would listen to that and it would help cheer me up a little bit. Aww. And now I've got a job working at a zoo, but it's a different job. But still, I'm at the zoo and I get yes. to yes. see some animals. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah, we're happy for you. You deserve that. So, yeah, that song is just powerful.
1: Yes, and I think it's a really good message for kids as well. Just even if things don't go entirely the way that you really hoped it'll be, it doesn't mean it's going to be the end.
0: So, then we get the musical sequence, and basically, what you think is going to happen happens as Slippery gets his shit wrecked. <laughs> He tried his best, but the least they could have done is just put some sort of fucking support system on that boat.
1: Yeah, also they compromise with Periwinkle and have him be basically their opening
0: act. I love when he's doing the tricks, he's like...
3: Now, uh, pick a card, any card.
1: No, not that card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Aww.
3: Also, his tail is prehensile, because he, he lifted the knob with it.
2: I mean... Cats' tails are sort of kind of prehensile in a way. Like, they just, like, stick, are able to stick those things, like, straight up in the air.
1: Although I'm gonna say this, the fact they're all, it's a be-whatever-you-wanna-be show, but they're like, you have to sing in the show instead of doing magic at first. It's like, mixed
3: messages, guys. He could sing uh, about how he wanted to be a magician, but I guess he didn't want to sing. Yeah, that's
2: valid. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of throwing a really weird message at us right now. Surely this won't affect me later in life, right?
0: So yeah, I've burned. Th- I've burned through my notes. Basically, is there anything else you guys want to talk about?
1: The final scene of them all singing. Now it's time for so long. That was yes, that's right.
2: Yes. Oh, oh my so god! I might as well have been watching a fucking live show at that point. Yes, I was singing along. I'm not even this gonna really lie. This really would
0: translate well to a live show, wouldn't it?
2: Oh my god! Yeah, I always hated yes. that
3: song. Because it really? meant the really? show was ending. Yeah, that Oh, bad. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that was me
1: whenever... When I was a kid, I would always get so emotional when the goodbye song from
2: Bear in the Big Blue House came on because I was like, no, it can't be over.
0: They knew what they were doing when they wrote that, let's be real.
2: For me as a kid, it was an abstract anger and sadness when the show Zoom came on PBS because that meant That's the end of PBS Kids. After watching these kids do shit, it's going to be that super boring, like, PBS news program. Oh, yeah. Where even the anchors, like, sound so tired. Like, and in today's news, sanctions in Iran have halted production on corn oil or whatever.
1: Oh my god, it's like that episode of Arthur where Mary Moo got cancelled and it turns out that that was the news lady the whole
0: time. Okay, so you're telling me there's a non-zero chance that Mary Moo would have announced 9-11 on television.
2: <laughs> when are we gonna get Mary Moo And a classroom in Florida reading My Pet Goat and having that look of sadness, that look of shock when a Secret Service agent whispers in her ear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or it just would have been like the Weird Al show educational segments.
2: A second paper airplane has hit Mr. Ratburn. Elwood is under (laughs) attack.
1: Alright, so big ol' keep the tapes.
2: Oh button, yeah, yeah. we yeah. Definitely. We're
1: keeping I am so glad I got to finally discover this one. It's just such a sweet, wholesome special.
2: Just... It's
0: Blue's Clues. What else is there to say?
1: Absolutely. And I am deathly excited for the movie this Friday.
0: Yes, I, I can't wait. But yeah, keep the tapes. It's it's just... This is the most nostalgic I've ever been doing a KRT episode. So yeah, definitely keep.
3: And the extra nostalgia was... When I watched the recording on YouTube, like at the end it had the ending part where it had face and then
0: yes. Oh god, another another unsung hero of of our generation.
3: Thank you for joining us, Liz. This was a yeah. lot of fun. Yes. Thank it's- you for having me. Yeah, do you- this is really this is really fun. Of course, do you have anything yeah, you no want problem. to plug? Um, not in particular.
0: Oh, we mentioned your Twitter. That's good enough.
3: Yeah, my Twitter handle is good. Uh, you can find me on the usual Mission
1: Breakout on Twitter, while Twitter is still alive. You can find me on Mission Breakout on Discord. You can find me on uh, pun on Instagram. Various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney, The Emperor's New Podcast, Podcast Without a Cool Acronym. And you can find me also writing a whole essay on why the colors and blue's clues are so perfect.
2: You can find me on Cosmic Rewind on Twitter, replace the E with the three. You can find me on YouTube by the same name. And uh, if you'll excuse me, I gotta go catch my flight to Vegas. I heard Periwinkle's actually doing some shows in Planet Hollywood. I need to go see that shit. Yeah, oh, wait, Periwinkle, don't use those white tigers. Oh, God, he brought out the white tigers. No!
0: All right, as for me, you can find me on the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. You can find the show on channel underscore KRT on Twitter, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. And you can also check out our Discord server and our Facebook group, which is in the link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, you can also check us out on Patreon and Ko-Fi. On Patreon, you get exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience. And on Ko-Fi, if you just want to buy individual minisodes or outtakes, you can do just that. So, yeah.
1: Alright, Channel KRT, now it's time for So Long to Static.
2: Woo! Oh my god, he got the lions from MGM Grand 2. Oh, this is a disaster. Oh god. Oh wait, shit, what's that giant book 99. closing on me? No! Pfft! No. No!